I'll just see you out there, Kevin. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. <laughs> Arizona Sports, our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, final hour of the show here on a Friday afternoon, talking a little Suns basketball. So who better Wolf to talk to than our own Kellen Olson, our Phoenix Suns guru. He joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. I don't know if, if Kellen gets days off, if this is one of them or not. But Kellen, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Not for the next couple of weeks, buddy. It's that time of year. I'm excited. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you excited? Just the trade deadline? Is that what you're talking about, Killer? It's just a, a time of the year, Wolf, where interest in the league really not not necessarily peaks, but reaches a really high point. And it's especially the spotlight is on the Suns uh, this time of year for various reasons we are about to get into, I assume. Uh, we are, but I'm going to start with the national stuff. Kyrie Irving telling the Nets he wants to be traded. What sort of, I know there's a million ways you could go with this answer, but what sort of potential ramifications do you see that having on the trade deadline? Because, I mean, it's entirely possible, and he is a very good basketball player, that he ends up on a Western Conference team. Yeah, I think that's the place to start. Um, But what we should really start with is the fact that Kyrie's on a $36 million expiring contract, and that makes him extremely difficult to trade on his own, just as if we were treating Kyrie Irving like a sane person who's on the basketball court every time and seems like a stand-up guy who will stay committed to your organization and not demand a trade, or publicly say at an event in Boston that he's staying in Boston and then signs with Brooklyn, or then kind of does a soft trade request last summer and then does a more firm trade request this uh, February. Yeah, it's complicated. So this is really complicated. And basically, I I think this story is still fresh. We're reacting to it in a lot of ways. But I'm waiting for more concrete reporting to come on this because, yes, he has uh, submitted the trade request. But I'm not even sure what the incentive is for Brooklyn to trade him beyond the fact that maybe he wouldn't want to play for them again. Because (laughs) what exactly is Brooklyn going to get back in this scenario? Wouldn't they be better off just making a run at a championship like they were designed to for the next couple of months? And then if he walks, okay, he walks. But, like, what are you getting back for him anyway? I don't really see a fit on the trade market that makes sense. Or why would another team really want to give up a ton for Kyrie Irving right now with his track record and with everything in play, despite the fact that when he's on the court, he's an extremely good basketball player. Killer, does it make it more likely or less likely that KD gets traded? <laughs> I mean, just see, oh could boy. you see the Nets going, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, it's trending. KD to Phoenix You're, is trending on Twitter right now. Uh, no, are you serious? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay, oh my goodness. So your thoughts on that? Well, it makes it more likely, obviously, um, but the matter of how much more likely it makes, it just depends on how Kevin Durant feels about the proceedings, how he feels about if Kyrie Irving gets traded, what is the return? Does Kevin Durant still feel like he can win a championship this year? I mean, the Nets have had a really good year, and they've had some really nice pieces come together. I know that Nick Claxton and T.J. Warner are not going to step in and fill the void that Kyrie Irving would leave. But with that being said, they've put around a lot of good accentuating pieces around Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So whatever the return is, if we get to that trade, again, if we get to that trade, I think that would be more of the question here. But then, of course, if it does turn out that Kevin Durant all of a sudden wants to be like Kyrie and just put his team in a horrible position with six days to go until the trade deadline, I think the Suns become the immediate favorite for a myriad of reasons. But we're uh, that's step 73, and we just took step one. So let's... uh, (laughs) I know it's not on our nature in this business to slow down, no, but I'm, I'm trying my best killer. here to, to halt, 
halt the fun train. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. Well, here, let's let's back up to like step 49 then. Um, Gambo has a tweet right now. It says, uh, Jay Crowder trade front. The Bucks are not the only team that has asked for and been granted uh, permission to talk to Jay Crowder. There are others. I think we all see, assume that uh, Jay Crowder is getting dealt, Kellen. Now, in your mind, do you ha- well, like what what sort of chances do you see that there is a, a second trade beyond that, or or a bigger trade involving picks that brings back more than just a Kobe White or somebody like that? Right. Uh, first of all, I love mystery team season. Whenever we get a report like uh, Kyrie Irving has three teams on his preferred trades, it's like, oh, who are the three teams? And now it's like, oh, who are the other teams that got permission to spoke to Jay Crowder? We'll just have to wait and see. I'm excited. Uh, but anyway, to your question, the same teams. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, but beyond that, to your question, I think that the only way that a trade of Jay Crowder waiting this long kind of makes sense is if the Suns had a really strong inclination that they could achieve something bigger. And if you look at their ability to execute a big trade right now in terms of the big-time salaries they have, Jay Crowder's is just the most functional because I'm not sure – that Dario Sarge is going to move the needle a lot. I'm not sure that Lander Shaman is going to move the needle much, but Jay Crowder is a guy who can start on a finals-caliber team, in my opinion. I still think that he's that type of contributor as a role player. That's not to say that you can get a lot for him, but he is a piece where he is involved in like a bigger deal. He makes more sense and kind of pushes the needle just a smidge. So I, I always thought that made sense in terms of why they would wait so long. But I, I do wonder if there's more than one trade that they have to do here. I think that from a roster needs standpoint, they do need to add more than one player at this deadline. And it's just a matter if they can get that done in the same deal or it's going to take multiple deals. But it just it does feel like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it seems like the time for everything to happen is, is, is more of a now or never thing. Killer, um, what specific matchup are you looking for tonight? Is there one? Yeah, I, 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 I love this game, Wolf, because – I. While Devin Booker not being out is is a bad thing for the Suns, and I know that Suns fans are are really hoping that Devin Booker will be back as soon as possible, and would love to have him back tonight if that was possible. I'm really excited to see how Mikel Bridges takes on this scoring load uh, with this caliber of team that they're playing in Boston, with how he's going to handle being guarded by the likes of Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, those types of guys, and that type of defense, so that caliber of defense. I think the only reason. The Suns don't have a case as the best defensive team in the league last year was because the Celtics really emerged in the second half of the season, and they're playing that type of. A, they're the final favorites for. They're the favorites right now for the title for a reason uh, because of that defense that they have, and because of the superstar ability they have on on both ends of the floor, like Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, and then Marcus Smart defensively. He's the defense player of the year last year. So Mikel has been awesome, and this is a really huge test on the road to see how everything on the ball has helped for him. And I'm just looking at how he shoulders that load and, and how it how it works for him because it's a big-time matchup. Talking to Kellen Olsen. Uh, Kellen, real quick, just because we, you know, Cam Johnson's had a cuff pull, uh, rough nights, and then you had Monty Williams the other night talking about how they are kind of still trying to figure out how to get him in rhythm while also load managing his minutes a little bit. What have you seen from Cam since he's come back? I thought he looked great. Uh until that game, but that game he comes out, I think, like four minutes and change into the first quarter, and then the same thing in the second quarter, only plays nine minutes in the first half. Uh, I'm a bit perplexed because he played 91 total minutes in the last three games prior to that one when he only played 15. So I'm just confused from an injury management standpoint exactly what happened here because he was playing 30-plus minutes in two different games than the other one he played 25 in, and now he's back down to being around 15 to 20 again 
Like, I, I, I'm just curious in terms of what happened here. Is this knee bothering him a little bit more? Was there a restriction, and was it not just uh, employed correctly in those three games? I'm not exactly sure what happened here, but the, but the good news inside of all of it is that when we have seen Cam play, those extended minutes, he's looked really good. But obviously, with the situational campaign, Devin Booker, Cam Johnson's right alongside those guys, and the Suns have to be really careful here with how they go about things because, like, one more step back for any three of these guys, and you're probably talking about the end of their season. So they got they got to be smart about him, and if that's taking him out four minutes in the first and the second quarter, it's what they got to do. Kellen Olson, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for the time. Enjoy your next day off in May. Thanks, guys. Will do.